Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal, presented by Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill. We're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into the world of news and other topics we find really interesting. Here we go. You know what I find interesting is I am sitting back in Vegas. You have taken, you can tell the audience, your annual trip. You're also going next month. We'll talk about that later. Your annual trip to Cancun. The last shot I saw of you, you're lounging on some lounge chair, looking out into a beautiful ocean, and I'm sure somewhere there's a drink. Well, Ed, I will say, listen, first of all, I'm a, I'm a very good bargain shopper in terms of, you know, tell me where to go and I'll find a good deal there. And and especially, like, I'm very big into, like, the best room wherever I go. Oh, uh, yeah, you want the view. You're and like I my see- wife. You need the view. Yeah, it's, but I'm also a good shopper. So, like, I will say that, you know, there's nine of us on this trip. I paid the least for my room and I got the best room. Uh, I have not one, but two day beds on my patio and a, and a jacuzzi. What do you need all that for two day beds? I mean, what do you need anything for? (laughs) All right. So do you all do your own, you do your own itineraries. You all do your own. You don't like say, Hey, I need a, 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 like a group of nine rooms. Like back in the day with my softball team, I had to like, you know, get 10 rooms and stuff. You don't do that. You just all do, you all do the same or your own one, your own stuff. Yeah, for sure. And and that's how I'd, I prefer it that way. I mean, if somebody wants me to help them out and try to find them a deal, I can do it. But most people tend to go their own way. And I, like I'll say for, you know, I am coming back next month. Ed. Uh, it, this is, you said it's an annual trip. I'm coming back <laughs> next month and it's a different group of people. And, you know, you always get somebody that's like, oh, I've got a cousin that's a, you know, that's a travel agent. Can you get us a really good deal at this certain resort? And like 10 minutes later, I came back. I'm like, yeah, I just found it for a hundred dollars cheaper a night. So I'll, I'll book my own. Wait a second. You're, you're going, you're coming back to Vegas and then going back there. It's a month away. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, uh, look, look me up when I take my vacation to Boulder city for the pancakes next week. I worked work very hard and I got to enjoy myself. Oh yeah. You do, you, you do a good job enjoying yourself. Uh, before you jet set it out to um, Cancun uh, once again, um, you were, I, I didn't get to join you because the Golden Knights seem to never lose and they're going to just keep going on and playing. So I'll have to be covering them. So I didn't get to go out to OTAs. I read all your stuff. I read Vinny's stuff, saw the video, saw the tweets. I did maybe want to get from you as we do the podcast today, three, I want you to give me three, like, uh, noticeable either changes or highlights, something that stood out to you that you didn't know going in or that, you know, confirmed in your mind, they're either good at or they need to work on? What would be some of those things? Well, I first want to caution and say, you don't really know anything. I mean, they're not doing a whole lot. They're kind of, they're running through drills. They're not even in full pads. There's not a whole lot that you can judge um, on, on pretty much anyone out there. Um, I will say, you know, the obvious, like John Brown as a receiver uh, comes in, looks really fast, really good. He, he looks like he's adapting well already. 
Uh, Wait a second. Are you giving are you giving John Brown my evaluation of Henry Ruggs after one practice last year when I said that guy looks fast? Well, sure, but John Brown's also done it for many years in the NFL already. We already know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he his speed shows up. I think there is a difference between being fast and having your your speed show up on the field. And I think John Brown's at a point in his career, uh, his speed shows up. Same with Kenyon Drake, who I, I know last year I think he had uh, the you know fourth highest recorded speed of any player on any play uh, in the NFL. I mean, his speed shows up on the field, and I think there's difference between being fast. And having your speed show up, and I think it takes some time—a couple of years in the NFL—to really figure yourself out and, and have your speed uh, on the field catch up to what it is, you know, on the track or you know at the, at the combine kind of thing. So, uh, John Brown's speed, I think, shows up. I think that's uh, that's one thing. Um, I think you know, if you want to just stay in the same like the receiving core, Henry Ruggs looks bigger, and he talked about that. I wrote about that last week. Um, he looks like he added some some muscle, some bulk. I think he figured out after year one uh, that was going to be important, an important detail uh, to kind of step up and, and do that. Uh, so, so that was uh, something that you noticed. Um, I, I think I might've mentioned this last podcast, but I know we skipped last week. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what we talked about, but uh, it's very clear that Tom Cable's job is to work with Alex Leatherwood. Like right, that is his right. job. That's right. what he's there to do. And of course he's working with everybody, but um, he's kind of a personal coach right now. And again, we're going to see a lot more uh, mandatory minicamp coming up next week. Uh, so we'll see a lot more there, but um, I just think those, those, you know, those things you kind of, you kind of, I think, find yourself watching uh, the new guys and the guys that have, you know, not been there before uh, you take it kind of for granted, you know, the quarterbacks you've seen them before you saw Derek Carr, you saw Mariota, you saw Peterman guys that have been there last year. Um, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned that group. I, I'm sure you can remember it. I'm sure, you know, the listeners think back to last year, the fans of the Raiders. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, kind of shock at Marcus Mariota's arm last year in training yes. camp. He did in not a negative look good. Way. Yeah. Yeah, in a negative way. I mean, the, the ball was coming out of his hand kind of on a downward trajectory. Uh, the ball was like tipping downwards out of his hand. It was ugly. It was, it was tough to catch. It wasn't getting to the receivers. Um, he was, short hopping, short passes over the middle, which you'd never see from an NFL quarterback. Uh, you don't see that this year. Like he's fully healthy. He looks a lot more, uh, you know, ready to enter the season at full strength, which I think is a good thing. Not that he's going to compete with Derek Carr, but just, you know, last year going into the year, I don't know that they were completely comfortable with him until later in the year. And then we saw that he played fine uh, when he was called upon, but I don't know that they were ready for him to go in day one. And I think that would be different this year uh, if someone happened to Derek Carr. Uh, and then I'll just go. The last thing that I kind of wrote about um, was Solomon Thomas and the fact that, you know, he wasn't on the field yesterday, but the first couple of sessions, uh, you could just tell how happy he was to be on the field again. Uh, and that was kind of the subject of my story saying, uh, you know, he missed last year. He he had a torn ACL. It was his last year with the 49ers. They hadn't picked up his option. Uh, he gets a new start with the Raiders and uh, gets to be on the field again, which is something that he missed being hurt. Uh, let me ask you this, um, because I don't think it's a big deal, and I don't think you'll think it's a big deal. Um, y- uh, Yannick Ngakwe and um, Josh Jacobs were not in these OTAs. Um, I never worry about voluntary OTAs unless it's someone like Aaron Rodgers, where he's come out and said, look, I'm not coming in. And whether it's you know him or some of these elite, elite players, and you're like, it kind of makes news. 
when it's voluntary, I don't even ever think about it because at the end of the day, one, when they show up for mandatory next week, that's when I'll really take a look at, okay, who's here and not here. Cause if you're not there mandatory, you're getting fined and there's something going on. Um, the other thing I want to say is on those two, when people are kind of trying to put that out there, I mean, and you were out there, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong for all we know, they were at the facility. They just didn't take part. Yeah. And that's absolutely the case. Now that's what, that's uh, what I was going to say to your question of, um, we you don't know why somebody's not uh, at one of these unless they say it. You know, right, unless they right. come out and say, you know, Aaron Rodgers has said, you know, I'm not going to yeah. come, and right. he didn't come, and then, then it's a story. Uh, but Josh Jacobs, I don't believe, has been at any of the voluntaries, and I don't think you make anything of that until you know if he comes out next week and it's mandatory and he's not there, or he says something about not being there, or um, you know, talks about not being uh, at the optionals, or and there's a reason why then it's a story. But until somebody talks about it, you never know. And it could be somebody that has clearance in the team to say, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at home. I'm getting really good work in. I don't really need to go out to, uh, to Vegas. Um, or, or even, Hey, I got a little minor injury. Not going to, not going to be there. I'm not going to put any stress on it. Uh, you just don't know why a guy's not there. So until somebody talks about it, um, until they come out publicly and say why they're not there, it's really never a big deal uh, unless it's stated publicly. Um, I don't believe Josh Jacobs has been there. I don't believe Ngakwe has been there. Other guys like Solomon Thomas missed yesterday, but that was a maintenance day. He is, as we said, coming off the ACL. Like other guys have come out. They've been there for stretch and then left the field and not participated in practice. Uh, there's there's many different reasons why that happens, but I just I just don't think it's worth yet reading into it. Again, next week, now it becomes a story when guys aren't there. Your time is valuable, so we've built a seven-minute non-stop newscast that fits into your daily routine. I'm Jen Ah. Seven at Seven keeps you informed anytime, anywhere. Look for top stories, weather, sports and sports betting, business, lifestyle and entertainment. Get every bit of local news you need in seven minutes. Watch Seven at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Streaming non-stop 24-7 from the Las Vegas Review-Journal on your mobile or smart TV. Yeah, and Gakwe, I, I don't know why. Maybe because he's new and he's expected to be a defense leader. But again, we don't know. Maybe know, he's why. here. Maybe he's here in Cancun. He might be in the training room or having a sandwich. I mean, that's the thing. People say, we got here. He might be there. Who knows? Where? We, we're, we're limited as media as to where we can go and where we can't. And that's a big facility out there. All these people could be there. We don't know. No, I mean, they could be here in Cancun with me. Well, I mean, they're certainly not staying in a nicer room. Uh, wanted to ask you about this uh, because I thought this was interesting. Um, talked about this on the radio show. Uh, Pro Football Focus came out. Let me, let me ask you. Um, if you're surprised, you're not surprised at this. Pro Football Focus came out with their list of top offensive player play callers in the NFL, and they rank them one through six. They have one through six here. Matt LaFleur, one, Packers. Brian DeBall, two, from the Bills. Andy Reid, three. And here's our friend, doesn't want to be quoted, haven't talked to him in 10 years, Johnny Gruden. John Gruden of the Raiders, the fourth overall play caller in the NFL, Joe Brady's five and uh, Byron Leftwich is six from the Super Bowl champs. What do you think about this? I mean, in your mind, is John Gruden a top five play caller? I mean, I still think he's a pretty good play caller. I don't know if he uh, is in the top five. I thought it was very interesting that uh, three of those top four are head coaches that still call plays, uh, yeah. which yeah. You know, that kind of stuck, stuck out to me when I was looking at this list. The biggest thing it said yeah. to me was I, I just find it funny all the time when 
a lot of people, you know, that are Raiders fans or around the Raiders organization say, Oh, pro football focus hates us. Well, they don't, uh, they, they just, they rate how they believe it goes every time. Like they don't have any biases necessarily. I mean, everybody has biases because they're human, but, um, you know, they, they don't hate the Raiders. They, they rate them where they think they belong. Uh, and I think John Gruden has proven over the years. He's a pretty good play caller. Now, especially if you want to say that they've had bad drafts, because everybody seems to be of the consensus that they haven't drafted well, well then why are they one of the top offenses? Why do they have such a good offense if they've drafted poorly? And I think that's part of what the, the pro football focus right up said, said, you can't say that they haven't brought in good players um, and then not acknowledge the fact that they've actually been good on offense. Something's working. And you know, yeah. whether that is, you know, Derek Carr playing well, or that John Gruden is John Gruden calling it plays well, uh, something has worked out for them for sure. So uh, it would make sense that he would be up there among the top play callers, even if, you know, I, I think, and I think sometimes we get confused and we kind of blur the line between play calling and, you know, philosophy and game management and that sort of thing. Like I would like to see the Raiders be more aggressive in certain situations. I'd like to see him go for it on fourth down more. I'd like to see them, you know, not settle for field goals as often um, all of those things, but the actual play calls uh, apart from the decisions, I think can be separated. And you can say that John Gruden is very good at that. Well, that's a great point because I think there's a uh, differentiation between uh, playbook and situations. And I don't think two years ago, I know they weren't very good in the red zone at all. Uh, maybe you can help me in terms of the percentage last year compared to two years ago, but they weren't very good. Um, so while I like some of their plays and, and what he runs, I don't know if he's top five situationally or, you know, when it gets down to it, what, what plays he's calling. And I do think, like you said, that's a big difference. You could have the greatest playbook in the world, but if you're in the red zone or like you just said, fourth and two, fourth, and we've seen them fail on fourth down a lot. That's a different, you know, animal in terms of how good a play caller you are, isn't it? Oh, it's a very different animal. And, and like, like I'm not necessarily right either. Uh, and I'm not necessarily the right person to ask because I wouldn't have a punter or a kicker on my roster. And if I did, it would be somebody that can do both because I would do it so rarely, uh, that I wouldn't need, you know, two roster spots with those guys. So that's, that's a, a polar opposite from John Gruden's philosophy on a lot of those situations. But yes, it is different. Uh, what you, you know, a play call and what you design on a second and long and what you actually call is different than whether, whether or not you go for it. Uh, on fourth down, you know, inside the red zone or whether you settle for a field goal, like those are two completely different things. Uh, and I think that you have to separate those when you do a ranking like this. And I think if you're, if you're objective about it, John Gruden has always been a very good play caller. He understands the game. He understands how to keep defenses off balance. It's part of why the Raiders have had a pretty good offense the last couple of years. And Is yeah, they were a little, they were a little bit better in the red zone last year, but they still need to get better there. Does this list prove the doubters wrong that he is not still in the early 1990s. No, because I think that that goes to the other part. I mean, I think he's in the, he's in the 1990s in terms of kicking field goals and punting, right? And not right. going forward on fourth down. Right. I think that's where he's, you know, where, you know, if it, it's not, it's probably not fair to say it's stuck in the nineties either, but I do think he's behind the curve a little bit um, in aggressiveness yeah. and in that sort of thing. And, and it makes no sense to me because I feel like he is an aggressive person by nature. I, I don't know why he wouldn't be aggressive in those situations. And one of the things that stops coaches way too often from doing those things, one of the things that, you know, a coach might settle for a field goal or, or punt it near midfield on fourth down, which is 
I mean, it makes me, it makes my stomach hurt to watch people kick a, a punt uh, when it's like fourth and two from the 48 yard line. It's, it's disturbing to me. Uh, but one of the, th- one of the reasons people do that is because they're scared of how they're going to explain that to their bosses. Like, how sure. am I going to go to sure. a meeting on Monday morning after the season's over yeah. and say, you know, well, we gave up this touchdown because we went for it on fourth down. And, and, you know, that's what keeps, I think a lot of coaches from doing that. Well, John Gruden doesn't have that worry. Like John Gruden has a contract for pretty much as long as he wants. He doesn't have to explain himself in that way. Why would you not be more aggressive? Yeah. I, I will never understand that. And maybe, maybe that's something that happens this year. Maybe that's something that, you know, comes with being a little bit more confident in your offense, but that's the step I would like to see them make. All right, let's get back to the important stuff. Give me a blow by blow. Well, maybe that's a bad term. Give me a, a hour by hour situational game plan here for your, your, your vacation. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a very relaxing time on the beach, Ed. I don't know why you think it's so crazy. I, I mean, grew up on the beach. I grew up in Laguna Beach. It's very relaxing. Well, it's not the same. <laughs> well, it's not, I, 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 I understand it's not the same. I did not have bikini women sending me drinks. I had to walk down the street to Scandia Bakery, get myself a sandwich, and then go back. That sounds delicious. Uh, yeah. I will be, I'll be heading down to the, uh, back to the, to the day beds again here where we've got some, uh, some reserved spots. And uh, after we're done with this podcast, as we do this on a Thursday afternoon, um, we'll have, probably have a nice relaxing dinner. I mean, maybe we'll have a couple shots and a, you know, maybe. What's that, maybe what's that, you're, drink, what's that you're drinking down there, Superman? I have no idea what's in it. I'll try to find out for you. Maybe give it an update next week. It's very colorful. There's a lot of different. Well, who told you about it? You just started. You heard someone order a Superman. You say, I like the way that looks. I'll have one. It's the drink of the house. Oh, what house? Aren't you in a resort? resort. Yeah, the resort. They're like, this is our, this is the drink of the house. You want one? I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, I got to imagine there's a lot of nice sights. huh? What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's a very lovely beach, very lovely beach. And, and then, uh, we've got, we've got a couple tables reserved at a, at a club later on. So we'll go have a nice quiet night out at the, at the club. Maybe listen to some piano music. What's the, yeah, I bet. What's the club scene down there? What's that like? Uh, well, first of all, is this vacation season? Like when you go, like, uh, is this, you know, you're going next month. So what's like down there, what's considered vacation season where it's just packed? Spring break. Okay. Have you been there for spring break? Yes. Oh, gee. Way, way after, way after I should have been here for spring break. Uh, Yes, I I absolutely. Oh, you were one of the older guys Uh, with the kids running around like, what's that guy doing here? It's pretty much spring break Ah. year round is is what it is. There's a couple of quieter months, I guess, late in the summer, uh, which would be like hurricane season and rainy season. But other than that, it's pretty much spring break year round. And, um, you know, with vaccinations now kicking up it's still i would say this it's uh it's still a lot of masks a lot of uh a lot of protocols much more so oh we didn't even go over that is everyone in masks uh yeah not not on the beach but certainly in restaurants and and everywhere else uh anywhere so when you go to the club tonight you're going to be wearing a mask we well when we get to our section we won't we have a kind of a private section no why wouldn't you Course. I gotta ask. I gotta ask you. I did some research last time you were down there. You sent me a few pictures. Is she on the trip? Come on. No. Oh, she's not okay. Nice. Well, I gotta, I gotta do my. I gotta do my research as a reporter. This is a guy's trip. On the trip. No, huh? for sure. This is a guy's trip for sure. Oh, it's a guy's trip. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe she's on. Maybe she's on the trip next month. Boy, you spend a lot of money. You must be doing well with the paper. 
down there with drinks uh, and clubs and hotels. I'm and I wish I could. I wish I could live such a life. Headed to Boulder City for some pancakes, and I'm back like working around the house. I, I don't have a life. I'm a good bargain hunter. Ed. Did you you do a lot of like uh, like you and I will look for uh, hotels on the road, um, Expedia and stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. It's I said I I got I got the uh, the double master suite for cheaper than my friends got the standard rooms. They coming over to your room a lot? I mean, they're trying. What do you eat down there? They got like fish and steak and stuff. Uh, I'm a lobster guy. Oh, oh my god! As I look at my lunch of a sourdough with some peanut butter on it, jeez! I'm very simple. What a life! You be back for mandatory? Oh yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back Sunday. And I pushed my flight back yesterday. I was supposed to leave at noon. I pushed it back to four so I could be there for uh for the OTAs for the people, Ed. Just for for our listeners, yeah. I wanted to make sure. I can give them an update. So yeah, I was uh, I was there yesterday. I'll be back for uh, for mandatory. When's it, w- w- lastly, t- tell me once I, I'm living vicariously through you. Obviously, sure. uh, I've got the picture in my mind. What, what what's the club scene like? Would I know any song in the club scene? No, it, it's, <laughs> Ed, it's think of whatever insanity you could think of. It's twenty times crazier. It's who, who are these people? Do, do any of these people work? You're all down in comedy. Do you, anyone have a job anymore? Um. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to be careful what I say. Um, yes, all very gainfully employed and uh, all more important than me. I'll I'll say that. What what's what's the percentage of locals? Uh, locals compared to like uh, you guys rolling in? There's zero locals. So you don't go to the club. You don't go. You you don't got like locals dancing and stuff. No, in Cancun, Ed. uh, The way that it works here, it's a. the island, they call it. It's not really an island. It's more of a isthmus, I guess you would say. But it's Isth- a, it's it's shaped like the number seven. It's twenty eight kilometers long. It's a look at a map when we're done with this. You'll see it. But it's separated from the mainland, and pretty much there's no except for you know people that are employed. Yeah, there's got to be people serving you food and stuff. It, yeah, there's there's workers that work yeah. here, but in terms of like who's here, it's twenty eight straight kilometers of hotels. There's no. There's really no like residences or houses or anything. It's separated from from the mainland. Wow. Well, I'm I don't know how you get this job. Or I said I'm, I'll be doing expenses, and I got the Golden Knights tonight, and uh, back at the back tomorrow. If the Golden Knights, I'll, I will not be on a uh, plane to Cancun, but if the Golden Knights lose tonight, I will be going back to Denver. So you'll be in Cancun with a bunch of hot women dancing. I'll be in Denver at the airport hotel waiting for Game Seven. So we live the same kind of life. It's nice there too. It's nice in Denver. Yeah. That's going to do it. Uh, Adam's very happy this week. I'm not. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast has been brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and presented by Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Just subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can support this show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can find all our coverage at VegasNation.com. For Adam out in paradise, Larry and me back in Las Vegas. I'm Ed. We'll talk to you next week. Look for 7 at 7, local streaming news from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Find it on your smartphone at the RJ app, or it's available on Roku TV, Fire TV, and Apple TV. Download the app, and you're ready to go for 7 at 7.